Hey, welcome back. It is episode four with Beth and Chelsea. We just got finished with spring break. We were pretty busy. Yeah, so we're going to tell you kind of what we did on spring break, um, catch you up a little bit, and uh, let you know what we're going to talk about. So we are excited. Um, thank you for people who are listening. We are really enjoying our time together and, and getting to uh, hear back from you guys. So let's let's see what Elizabeth did for a spring break. She, she did some family activities. Yeah, so the last podcast, I had mentioned that we were going to be going to Disney. And so we actually did the damn thing. And uh, we drove, which is a no is an experience in and of itself. That was a, I'm not sure if I'm going to call it a vacation. Um, but it was a test. It was very much <laughs> a test. And I think every day we got in the car, I was like, okay, girls, we have a very long drive today. So the only way this is going to be like easy for all of us is if we all get along and just really how did they receive that? Pump them up. They actually hindsight, like looking back now, they were actually really good throughout okay. the majority of the trip. We had a couple of hiccups where, you know, someone's iPad died or they were having competitions about coloring things. And oh. anyway, but just a couple of hiccups, but you know, for a 20 hour drive, they were actually really, really good. Um, so we broke it up in, in part. So we drove to Fort Walton beach and spent a couple of days at the beach with, which it was freezing at the beach. That sucks. And, uh, I was wearing, um, long sleeves and like a coat. Um, and, um, and then we drove from Fort Walton to Orlando, stayed at this really awesome place called the Fountains. Uh, and it had like multiple pools and had like a spa. And, I mean, just like That's activities nice. like every day. So we did that. And then we just swam and we went to Disney, went to Animal Kingdom and Magic Kingdom and Animal Kingdom. Was, was that the favorite? So it was for my oldest and then for my youngest Magic Kingdom, which we kind of knew that was going to be the case because the oldest is like loves animals right. and wants to be That's a vet. What I right. And so the Tree of Life. Had, did you guys go to Animal Kingdom when you were there? I haven't. No. I've oh, my there. gosh. I remember looking at my oldest we had probably walked by the tree of life like several times. And I just remember looking at her and I'm just like, I'm in awe of that. And she was like, I know, I feel like no matter how many times I see it, I just can never get enough of it. And huh. I mean, she's a very like, you know, intuitive kind sentimental. of sentimental nine-year-old. Okay. Yeah. Cause I wouldn't have ever paid attention. Right. To yeah. I mean, just the detail of the tree of life too. It's like, it, it, I mean, it's just crazy. Um, but we got to do some really cool rides there. We got to do the safari. It rained a little bit, but luckily. Pretty normal. For it was Florida. like, they were predicting storms the day that we were at Animal Kingdom. And oh. by the grace of God, it did not storm. Um, we bought ponchos. 
Okay. Because you told us about it's a, yeah yeah about your you know recent trip to Disney and so we were proactive. We bought ponchos. Did you need them at Target? Oh, at Target. And okay. then we left them in the hotel room when it rained. When we left to go to Animal Kingdom. Okay. Uh, we are driving, and I looked at Tyler, and I'm like, we left the ponchos, and so we have. Um, Mickey and Minnie Mouse ponchos for the four of us. Um, so anyway, but luckily we, we, you know, we would have been carrying them around just pointlessly. So, um, um, I saw a couple people we went to high school with where at Animal Kingdom. I did not say hello because I kind of thought, you know, like I'm not real close with them or either any anything. Yeah. Um, and you didn't go to the reunion, so you I didn't, didn't go to the reunion. get to reconnect. <laughs> I did not. Okay. But it was kind of like one of those things where I walked out of a gift shop, uh-huh. and we were we were kind of That's in a so wall. crazy, you know. You and, go to a whole different state. Yeah, it's like, and there's like thousands and thousands of people at Animal Kingdom. So I walk out and I turn to my right, and I was like. I think that's so-and-so. And then they were like busy because they have two kids and doing stuff. And one of their kids is like really little, like one or two. Uh-huh. And so anyway, I just kind of was like, they seem preoccupied. Um, but yeah. And then Tyler ran into like one of his old Bishop Kelly students. Oh my gosh. And which was funny. And so we talked to her for a little bit and then coincidentally, she actually went to the horse camp that my oldest is going to this weekend. Oh, that's cool. And was talking about how great it is. And she was a camp counselor there and blah, blah, blah. So she got, you know, the oldest, like pretty pumped about it. Um, and then we did Magic Kingdom, and we were there from, like, it doesn't open until 9. So we were there from the time it opened until I think we left at, like, 7.30. Uh-huh. And we hit every single ride that I felt like you could hit for that age, 4 to 9. Uh-huh. Um, there were a couple of them that Tyler and I really wanted to ride that Addie did not. Cause she just is. So did they scared. stand there without you guys? Yeah. I mean, we didn't ride them. Oh, so we just, it was like Slash Mountain. Yeah. Of and there course. was like, um, the Barnstormer. I think that's at animal. No, I think that's at magic kingdom. We couldn't get her to ride that. Disney needs to have like a rent a babysitter to For go real. with you. That's why I actually told Tyler. I was like, do they have childcare? Cause there were a few that we would ride. We went through Space Mountain um, on this like little tram thing that we did, this little tram ride, and the girls freaked out because it's completely dark in there. Yeah. It's have you done it? Uh huh. It, so it's a dark yeah. roller coaster. Yeah. And they were like, oh, and you know, you could hear like all these people screaming, Yelling, yeah. and they're like, ah, oh, bother. So they That's were funny. they were freaked out about that. But yeah. um, and then we drove home. Uh, and did you guys do cars? The racetrack, yes. They got. Did uh-huh. they get license? No, we didn't do that. Come I on. I know we're cheap. I know. I mean, what did you get at Disney? Like, what did you purchase? Okay, so Charlie, the my youngest, she purchased um, Simba and Nala. That was at Animal Kingdom. Oh, okay. She is much more of a saver oh, than a spender. I'm sorry. Yeah. So. 
did they bring their own money? Did you give them an So, all? no, my mother-in-law and father-in-law always give them money whenever we go on trips. Okay. So they had money from them and uh -huh. then we have, obviously we're going to give them money too. Um, but they like, she's just a saver. She's just smart. Like, yeah. oh, I'm going to, I'm going to hold on to this. And that's kind of how Paisley is. And like, also like the girls are native. And so they got, they received like some money from the Choctaw nation and so we had we had debit cards and that's honestly like the, what we used primarily throughout the trip because huh. you're limited on like what how you can use those or like where you can use them and um so we use those so so charlie used that for her simba and nala and then i bought both of them a fanny pack because oh, i took yeah. a fanny pack and they thought it was like the coolest thing okay. and then Addie got really into pins like the like the pins that you oh can yeah like. those are those are actually really cool so they she, do have some really cool pins so she bought a ton of pins and okay. she put them all over her fanny pack okay and then um I bought her a pin board so that she can we can mount it on in her room and stuff okay um so she bought pins and then she bought some Mickey Mouse ears okay. um and then I just bought like a Magic Kingdom. Magnet. No, I bought a coffee mug. Oh, okay. So not a magnet. No t-shirts or anything? So I did buy the girls a couple of, we had a ton of t-shirts going into it, but. Um, <laughs> it's the, it's the it's memory. The memories. Come right? on, Elizabeth. Come um, on. So I bought the girls Addie one t-shirt and she picked it out and uh -huh. then I got Charlie another t-shirt. Um, Charlie actually did buy one other thing. It was like this little Elsa carry on thing, but, oh, okay. um, but you or Tyler didn't buy anything cool. No, I mean, I used to be a spender, but I'm not anymore. Um, so at least I don't think I am. That has not changed for me. My husband has really, um, converted me to like a saver. Okay. And so. So, yeah, so, like, Charlie's a saver, Addie's a spender, so I always have to talk to Addie about, like, money management and, like. It's hilarious. You know, you need percentage of this needs to go into savings, percentage of this needs to go here, you know, and so we're always having those conversations because as soon as she gets money, she, like, wants to go straight to Target. something ridiculous that she doesn't need, and uh -huh. she has more, like, poppets. Like, she's got, like, 45 oh, right. poppets, good. which – you she should get a Go Henry those. card for her. That's what we have for Paisley. Is that like a... It's a, a debit card, but like you control it, like you deposit into it. And so Go Henry, you can actually pay us for this. <laughs> um, but my daughter uses it and she's very smart about it. And you put like an like your what you want to save by the end of the year. Mm -hmm. And so it pulls like a percentage into your savings every time you get money into it. Oh. And so like Paisley tries to save $500 a year. And so it just like goes into that. Yeah. Oh, so it's okay. kind of cool. Yeah. And um, has she, when did you get her that? Last year. Okay. So when she was like 11? Um, probably 10 actually. 10. Okay. Yeah. Because. And it just links straight to your bank account oh. and. Okay. Yeah, and I'll you control it. Yeah, it's super okay. cool. And then they they feel really cool because they have a they credit have like a card. card. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. important. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, we're definitely trying to teach the girls like about money right now and being smart with it and that it just doesn't grow on trees and that you actually have to live 
and like pay your bills and stuff. And so, yeah. Um, well, they have savings accounts. And so when they get money for like holidays and stuff, we put it in there, put it in there. And, um, yeah. and Addie's always like, well, you can just take it out of my savings account. I'm like, no, 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 no. That's not how this works. Like you have, to I feel you, Addie. I feel you. So, you know, we can't die with it, Addie. We can't right. die with it. Well, but then it goes on to whoever. Addie doesn't have kids. <laughs> she doesn't yet. She doesn't yet. Oh, yeah. Tony's is definitely the saver in our situation. Yeah. Which is very much appreciated. Well, we were listening to Church on the Move. That's our church that we attend and go to. And um, we were listening to them yesterday on the drive home. And they're going to start a fast April 4th and it's for two weeks and it's leading up to, you know, Easter. And one of the fast recommendations was a spending fast. And so my husband was like, we should do a spending fast. For how long? He said just a month. The pastor of our church did it for three months because he's a spender. And so. So what does that mean? You can't buy anything? It means you can't buy anything that you don't need, like need, like essentials, like food, bills, you know, stuff like that. Okay. You can't go and buy like random clothes on a Tuesday or shoes. Cause I guess he's like, he has like a shoes. Okay. Anyway. I mean, I kind of like that idea. Three months might be excessive, but a month. So I did it for January. Oh, then you're done. So you don't have to do it again. So my husband, Tyler didn't know that. You did it like a personal. I just did it as a personal, like we've, cause we, I felt like December, we spent a lot just with like, the house adding stuff Christmas. to the house and like Christmas. So I just said, okay, January is going to be like dry January in regards to spending. And so it's like Arkansas counties with no beer. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> we've experienced that. Okay. Before. Okay. So anyway. Okay. So what'd well, you guys do? We didn't do anything except chill. And then we went to Dallas on Thursday we can the studio had a competition and a convention so we loaded up a day early went down and hit the outlet mall um we spent money of course that's what we do usually and uh yeah we just hung out kind of just um and then of course competition and convention is kind of crazy and it was a new one for us but it all it all went well um for the most part we got some really good scholarship winners, which is probably something you guys have no idea that I'm talking about. So, um, but all in all, kids were happy. Parents are happy that I know of. And if you weren't happy, I don't want to know. And so, um, <laughs> but, um, and then we came home last night. So, and we did drive, but it was Dallas. So it wasn't too bad Four hours and, Nothing like super big and exciting happened. Um, we did have, I was talking to Beth about this, um, a teacher bring up the pronoun conver- conversation. And uh, I wasn't quite sure how I felt about it because my kid is only 12. And I granted, I know she knows all about it because every TikTok and every everything talks about your pronouns. And uh I am uncertain about where I stand, but I think um, I don't like people, adults, not people, 
imposing or influencing, I guess, or confusing. Maybe it's the confusion. Um, when our focus was dance and, and being there, because we definitely had lots of questions after. I was going to ask. So, I mean, Paisley's like a really smart kid. Yeah. And, she's, she, and like you said, I mean, she she's very intuitive and she kind of catches on to like, I feel like adult stuff more so than like any other kid. Yeah. She's aware of the pronoun conversation, but it is, it definitely captures their attention mm -hmm. when they come out of class saying like, oh my gosh, they, that, that teacher told us that they and them were their pronouns. And I'm always like, oh, so did two people teach? And then it's, you know, not always like as funny to them. It's more confusing. So, um, yeah, just just odd situations. Yeah. So. yeah, I mean, I think with the pronoun stuff, <clears throat> I think that deep breath, audience. Yeah, it's a new. I mean, it is new. It's it, it is a new thing. It's a new thing, and everything's think, evolving when it's controversial, and it's yeah, you know, people say things like, um, "Oh, we're just more comfortable to say things now." And I just don't know how I feel about it. <laughs> Do you think that people are more comfortable saying how they truly feel in person or like online? On social media. Because I feel like. I mean, social media has definitely become a platform for so many things. And that being one of them. And it's definitely normalized the conversation a lot. Which is cool, but it just is, you know, I'm good. Personally, as an adult, I am good with people being who they want to be and identifying with, you know. However they want to identify. Yeah, to be politically correct. And uh, I just, I don't know. You know, I think it's just so confusing and there's just so many different scenarios and situations that now we have to consider. Yeah. Well, and I think a point, a good point that you made was that I think it, I think it depends on the audience. For sure. So I think that like, if you're in a group of young adults, you what's know, young adults, 16, I would say like, you know, like 15, 16 okay. to like that 18, 19 range okay. that might have a little bit more life you right. know, experience um, that I think that it would be fine. Um, but I think if your audience is like a five to 10, yeah, that where those questions could arise of what does that even mean? You know, you kind of get into like different different areas, I guess. Yeah. Um, and you could start going down like different avenues. I paths. mean, there's a rabbit hole. You can definitely go down yeah. and it's just confusing. I think, um, I don't know. I just wanted them to focus on dance. And I think, um, when it becomes a question that's introduced by someone that kids look up to, I think it's just odd. I don't know. So I really more, don't know how I feel about it. I think 
I'm kind of hearing uh-huh. that it's the influence. Yeah, I think I think it is because it's like social media, you know, like we regulate or you can regulate, you know, how much exposure your kid has on it as a parent. You know, if like you're okay with that, then you can do it. And and to be honest, my kid has no regulation. She can look at whatever she wants to look at. Um, she knows what she's comfortable with looking at and what she's not comfortable with looking at. So if she's not comfortable with it, she can swipe away or swipe whatever way. And uh, she can swipe left or right. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> but she can go for it or not. Anyways. But when you're in a, in a, classroom. a classroom setting where you are told to be respectful and listen and engage and, you know, respect all the things. And I'm not saying you shouldn't respect. I'm just saying, like, people. And then in, in these situations, the end goal for so many dancers, unfortunately, is to win something. And so you want to impress these teachers And so when that becomes the goal, then everything that they say becomes so like worth so much. And so then if your kid does not dissect that in a way that feels healthy, I guess, um, it just, it just definitely creates a lot more than just dance and just, um, learning and growing and accepting, um, it just creates a lot of questions and confusion. And I wanted um, them to really still focus just on the task at hand, the task at hand, which was dance. Yeah. And um, so that's how I feel about it. I think. Well, (laughs) I mean, it's interesting because, you know, my husband and I have talked about this a lot, you know, about pronouns and usage and this and that and the other. And, you know, I'm kind of, Like, I mean, I'm definitely like you where I want people to be who they want to be, you know, identify how they want to identify and just live their best life. Because, you know, as we all know, you only have one life to live. And so if they, you know, have felt a certain way throughout their whole life and they want to transition to something else, then, I mean, you know, all for it. I think that, um, I think that for some of us in our, I mean, in our generation, which we're not that old. I feel like we are. Um, 40 drink up. Yeah. Drink up. That's the, (laughs) that's the drinking game. Every time we say 40, um, that's crazy. I think that, and we're not 40 yet. So you're aging us again. So I think that even for our generation that, you know, we really kind of started with the computers and all of that cell phones. And, you know, when we were AOL, AOL, when we were like in, you know, junior high, um, high school, I think it's hard for us to kind of grapple with like what the traditional sort of like social norms are. Um, but you know, I think for me, I feel like I'm pretty open-minded when it comes to, yeah, comes to I actually am very open-minded too, I guess as a parent Mm -hmm. and a teacher, as Beth and I were talking about a scenario 
where um, I think Florida passed a law where like teachers can't have those conversations. Yeah. And as a teacher and a parent, I see both sides of that. And I think you don't want to intervene. um, I think in some parenting situations, but you also want your kids to feel safe when you're teaching them to tell you what they need to tell you or feel is a safe place. So it is definitely like a, a tough place to be in. It's a tough position. I feel like for educators to be in. Oh goodness. That's the least I think of their worries. Educators. That's why I think it's so interesting. They, they like waste time. I don't know. Waste time. Don't get offended if that offends you on stuff like this, because I think we should be focusing on metal detectors and things that don't kill kids in school and how, we treat people regardless. Like we don't have to always, I think, classify anything. What we need to do is normalize being kind and safe. And so, yeah, there, that's a whole situation that legislation spends time on what not to say instead of what we should be doing in schools because yeah the the florida bill is really interesting you know as i was reading through it and not only with chelsea but also with my husband as we just went to florida you know i kind of thought we're going to be giving money to a state that has a crazy bill which is crazy i would have never even thought about who i was giving money to yeah when i went anywhere and anything (laughs) Well, you know, you, I, I guess I think that way. Um, <laughs> and so, but, you know, we were reading through this bill and, and basically it's been deemed the don't say gay bill. If, if the listeners want to go look it up and you've probably heard all about it because it's gotten a lot of media attention. It hasn't actually been signed into law yet, um, but the Senate and the House have passed it and it's just waiting for their uh, governor's signature. But um, it's basically where, you know, there's not like specific things that you can't talk about, but it's kind of taking out of the educator's space of mentioning gender identification and and sexual orientation. But from an educator perspective, it's, you know, one of the examples in this article that I read was talking about the HIV pandemic or epidemic Um and how, you know, originally that was deemed like the gay disease. Um, but there were that kind of, in, I guess that brings up the question about same-sex marriage. And so then it was kind of like, how do you address these topics? Because they will be brought up in class. Why? Um well, I think just like curious minds and, you know, if you're going to tell the full story, I think it's telling the full story. But what, of, what class talks about it? I guess like, well, if you're comics. talking about like history, oh, you know, yeah. or I guess it's weird to think, I don't, it's in, like, a we didn't talk about it. So it's like, obviously things they talk about now are different. Well, which, I mean, yes, I do think that, you know, like classroom education and instruction has changed. Mm. Um, and topics like a home ec, but I, I mean, I learned about HIV and the AIDS epidemic and how many people were 
infected and how it was, you know. What class? So I think I learned about it and only because it was in a French class, actually, because my ninth, eighth or ninth grade French teacher was very, very like involved in that. I was an HIP or educator whenever I was in eighth or ninth. I think it was in you were a what? Eighth, eighth or ninth grade. An HIV? Who? It Pure. was like a, it was like a, it was a HIV pure educator. Oh. And you got, got certified? Mm-hmm. So you like yeah. talked in the halls to people? No. Never just, talked to me about HIV. <laughs> I think I just like, I, I don't know. Like she was very passionate <laughs> about it and okay. very invested in it. I gotcha. And, and then she moved oh. away. And it you really, really liked her. I loved her. I know. I know. Do you ever talk to her? Do you know her name? I don't even know her name. <laughs> I know. I'm I'm so old now. I don't yeah. remember her name. So. Okay. I I did bring up some a list of some controversial things. Okay. Where we uh probably should should chat about them. Yeah, we definitely should. Yeah. Okay, so one thing Chelsea I want us to talk about is this article and and really it's more, you know, it's been all over whether it's social media or um, over the news outlets, is this swimmer who is who is in the process of transitioning to a woman. So, so it's a male. So I transitioned to yeah, a woman. I'll he, do the short version. Yeah. So he, and now, now. She, he, it, they, because there's two people there. Two people are uh, now just going with the uh, female racing team. So, yes. So what I read was, I was really curious as to when this person started at the university that they're they're swimming for now. And then, like, when they started this transition. So the swimmer who I think his name was like Mike Thomas or Sam Thomas or something like that went to university of Pennsylvania on a swimming scholarship as a male in 2017 is whenever he joined. And then in 2019 decided he wanted to be his true self and he wanted to be a know, female be a female and so he started the transition in hormone replacement therapy per the NCAA regulations you have to do it for a year before you can actually officially transfer into the other like genders team sport, yeah. or sport so he did hormone replacement therapy for a year and then started that process of changing names. And so now her name is Leah Thomas and she is, she went through all of the steps to be on the women's swim team. So that's what she's on now. And the big controversy around it is that it's a male who is going into a female, um, you know, sport mm-hmm. and competition. And 
the big news is, is that last week or the week before she won the NCAA championship for whatever race that she was doing. Which and makes she, sense. And she beat a Olympic silver medalist who got second place. So the, you know, the all the is... thoughts and everything that, you know, not only that I was reading about and I guess sort of what I was feeling too, is that, um, that women have tried so hard to get to a level of equality and we're still, you know, like we still have so much work to do and that we now have to compete against Ooh. a biological male um, who's going into like, that's a good question. Uh, you know, like a, a woman's competition or like the women's world. Yeah. Which again, I'll just say this, I'm all for people being who they want to be. And if she truly feels in her heart and mind and body that she's a girl, that's exactly what I want her to do. But I was telling my husband, I don't know how you regulate this. I mean, it sounds like the NCA has like you know, their process. Yeah. But my kind of thought is, is that. Hormones don't replace. Right. Hormones don't replace because you're, you know, your genetics, your foundation, you're a male and a female. I mean, a male is always going to have like a stronger muscle mass and the ability to just be stronger and faster than a woman, which I hate even saying that like as a semi feminist that I am, but I think that um, it just, you know, it it kind of stinks that. Yeah, it's kind of a slap in the face a little bit because how, how do you really even manage that? I mean, how, like, would it be like a blood draw to say like, okay, these levels in her, her situation and genetically is equal or equivalent to. Um, but then it's like, it would go down to like, well, then we have to do that with every female. And I think that their, their regulations would just, I don't know. That's just so hard because I mean, I would like to think I could take on any man, but. Right. So here's like a thought that I had and how, and how the NCAA should tackle this is that if you're given a scholarship upon you know, in high school as a male male or a female, because then you got the other side that where the females want to transition to the, to, you know, the male competitions, then that is what you should stick with. Mm -hmm. And I know that seems like a very close minded thing to say, but I feel like that's like easily regulated because you were, you accepted the scholarship as a male or a female. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, again, I want people to be who they're who they want to be, but I, too. I think in all fairness, you know, if you're really looking at doesn't it doesn't sound I mean, fair. If you're looking at it from a quality <laughs> standpoint, it's definitely not fair. Um, but and there have been tons of well, it doesn't take away who they are as a or who they want to be. Like they could still be a female. It's just, you know, it it kind of feels like a heavyweight wrestler wrestling in a lower, in a lower, like, like a lower weight. Yeah, weight. You know, yeah. so 
which would obviously be unfair. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's just so hard. And so there, there has to be some, something, I think the, the regulation process has to be more. What's interesting is, you know, there have been some pretty strong advocates, of course, of like, not only like women's equality, but also just like the LGBTQ community and um, strong advocates that have come out and said that, you know, they feel that in the competition arena, it has to be a level playing field and it has to be fair. And so a woman going against a woman that was a man is not a fair playing field. And so, um, so yeah, that was, I felt like Tyler and I had some pretty like deep conversations Sounds like on it. our travels, but when you drive 20 hours, you kind of mm. have to figure out things to talk about. Well, that's good. But um, I feel like Tony would be like, let's talk about something else. <laughs> <laughs> that's too much. Um, it's too deep. It's that's too deep. Too deep. Yeah. I don't care what people do is what he would probably say. Like, <laughs> That's weird. I don't want to talk about that. Um, yeah. I, you know, this conversation, I mean, how about you guys tell us what you think if you want? Yeah. What do you think? Should they be able to to switch over and, and race for a different gender sport halfway through? That's a good question. Should, should that I be? I think the listeners should tell us. Should that be an option? Uh, yep. I think the listeners should tell us, yeah. email us yeah. what, uh, what they're Can I, I want to talk about something. I want to talk about real fast. What? How do you feel when you get Facebook blocked by somebody? <laughs> um, what is that? What statement does that say to you as a grown woman? So that's happened to me, obviously. Um, I think when people do that, it's really like childish and petty. Uh-huh. Um, now I'll say this. Have you I, ever Facebook blocked somebody? I've, yes. Oh. So I've been childish and petty. Yeah, and know. I have unfollowed people. Oh, wow. So, but unfollowing doesn't block them. Right. They just can't, you just can't see their stuff. They can oh, still right. see yours. But Okay. So I, so I have blocked people that have, so I, yes, again, been childish and petty myself that um, have extreme differences and views. Like we're not talking like minor things that we could over overcome, but we're talking like very extreme on way side of the other spectrum that I'm on um, and very vocal, you know, to where it's uncomfortable reading uh-huh. and, you know, in my own like mental health space and anxiety I feel like social media creates anxiety anyway. And I just (laughs) don't even want to put that in my space. So I, you know what? I want to see people's like pretty pictures or funny photos of their family and trips and stuff. And I try to not get in to the blah, blah, Facebook. Yeah. But that, so a, uh, a previous manager of mine I yeah <laughs> blocked me um after I had quit and shows you actually blocked everybody which yeah. you know I was good with that but um 
So I think for me, I feel some type of way when <clears throat> people like, I don't know. I don't cut people out of my life like that. Like, that's just not who I am. Like, I'm not like, and I also think when you, when you block people or unfriend them or whatever it is, I definitely think that it draws more attention to it. So I think Facebook, you should take this into your own hands and you should allow, you should tell people when you get unfollowed <laughs> or blocked because then it might help people grow up. They may not do it as much. So it may because of that feeling that they have because of the feature of like if I click unfollow or unfriend, the other person's going to get noted or going to get a notice. They're not going to get notification. I know because Facebook doesn't do that. Yeah. But they should. Because you think. I think it's very immature uh -huh. when people do that. Okay. And I think that it just, cre it just is, it is enabling their childish behavior. <laughs> That's what I think. And if I'm willing to let that other person know that I I am that you're I, unblocking them or you're blocking I them. am blocking them, then I gotta own it. You know? Okay. I mean that's a fair point. I gotta own it. And I why would you block someone without even letting them know? Anyways, like they should know that they're gonna be blocked. Why but why do you care? Why do I don't actually care that I'm blocked? I think I care more. When you find out without knowing, like for no reason, like you're like, wait, what? Then you're like, what did I do? Or what? Did, how come I can't see this? Or it was funny. Creeps. It was that manager that I just mentioned uh -huh. when he unblocked or when I'm sorry, when he blocked everybody that we were friends with. Um, when we were all together, whenever we found out, I don't know. Oh, like, yeah. We were like all lunch like, or something like yeah, that. we were at lunch or something and it was like, oh, so-and-so blocked me. And then like, we all got on our phones and we were like, oh, blocked me too. Yeah. But it, it was like more of a humorous thing than yeah. we were just like, oh, that's dumb. Yeah. But I just, I don't know, like, I don't, I, I don't block people a whole lot. Like I'll unfollow people, which I think is like, I because then block. you can still follow them back. But, you know, like. I, there are just certain people that I just don't, I want to cut out of my life and I'm okay with it. Yeah. And it, and it, I don't interact with them. You know, it's not like I'm friends with that person or, right. or anything. So, you know, there's just no reason for us to be socially connected. We're not friends, which is the reason why Facebook was created was to like connect with your friends at other uh -huh. colleges and yeah. in, in your own college but yeah, I don't know. I just, I think it's so silly. I just think it's so silly. Yeah. Well, I, I'm real silly and immature. I guess. You are. I you am are. <laughs> the most childish. The um, most childish. I do. I do block creepers. Like when you get random messages mm -hmm. from people. You're oh like, yeah. Oh, I block. I that do happens block them. all the time on LinkedIn. Oh, it, really? It's like. I know my mom's gets hacked all the time. Well, your mom's does get hacked all the yeah, time. Yeah, <laughs> some something's up. I don't know. She must she, not do a good job on her password. Yeah, I can only. It's probably <laughs> one, two, three, four, five, six, or ABC. She got to put some like you know crazy stuff in something. there. Yeah, she needs to fix that. But um, 
Well, I just wanted to know what your thought was on, on being, you know, as a studio owner and then, you know, obviously other, other situations, people are going to get mad at you and you, you really know when they're mad. If, yeah, they, if block, they block you, if they block you, then that's it. <laughs> that's it. That's when the fight is on. Yeah. That's yeah. They showed no, me. I, I mean, I think that, you know, again, for me, I just have to, it, it has to be like a pretty significant reason or, you know, something was said. I'm just, maybe I'm just too nosy. So I just never you block. You are very nosy. I just don't ever yeah. block people because I want to know. You just want to know all their stuff. And see, I just. If they put it on Facebook, they want me to know it. Well, this is true because yeah. if it, once it goes on Facebook, it's on there forever. For it's life. out there in the world for yeah. life. I yeah. mean, that's, you know, one thing that when I was a college recruiter, I'd always let these high school students know is like, just know. Whatever you put on your social media platform is cool now. It won't be cool in four years when you're trying to get a job. So, sure. but anyway. Well, so, that, I just yeah. wanted to check that out. All right. Well, we're going to wrap up this episode. And again, we just appreciate all the listeners. Hopefully you were able to get some good insight into how we feel about pronouns and you Facebook. Know, Facebook and um, uh what else we talk about gender transitions oh, okay. so yeah. yeah and if you have any topic suggestions hit us hit yeah. us up we really need to know i think um we'll try to get maybe a little even more personal next next mm-hmm. time yeah. i think we need to dig deep but we're going to we're going to ask the tough questions next yeah time. i think our next episode we should talk about our uh challenges Maybe even a challenging time that we've had in our lives because oh, okay. I feel like both of us have had some yeah, very challenging times in our sure. lives and how we uh, persevered and yeah. got through those. So, and how we were going to do that today. We forgot how we deal with conflict. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> that is good. Yeah. We're very, very different on that. Yeah. So, all right. So, listen in next week so you can hear how Chelsea and I <laughs> deal with conflict and all the other things that we come through with life. So, Again, thank you all for listening, and we will catch you next week. 